Hello, what is up you guys? I wanted to record a little solo uh, right before this amazing episode that you're about to listen to. I have a special, special guest on. Her story and upbringing is so amazing. It's very different from most people. And she goes over how she lived off of the grid in the middle of nowhere with no electricity. And that is how she was raised until she was 16 years old. But before we go into her story, I just wanted to share appreciation for you guys. I've had quite a few people reach out, family and friends and lovely, awesome strangers. (laughs) I literally have no idea who's listening to this podcast. And That's why I think this title of Love a Stranger is so special is because like we are all strangers to each other until we really get to know each other. And I have loved having this platform for people to just speak on their stories. And like I've said, we can learn so much about ourselves through other people's stories. I actually had a family member of mine tell me like, I loved listening to your story about your dad and it has encouraged me to speak to my dad and like now I have a relationship with him and just thank you so much. And man, the power of that alone is it could bring me to tears. I just love that I can make that kind of impact um, just by telling my own story. So thank you so, so, so much for listening. I also wanted to share that I am opening my podcast up for sponsorships. So if you have a product or an awesome company that you want me to promote on here, I am kind of picky with what I promote to my listeners. I want my sponsorships to be very genuine. So if you want me to sponsor you, please reach out. Um, My email will be linked in the description below. So your girl's got to pay her bills, okay? Although this is fun and I love doing it, I would love to also get at least a little buck here and there. (laughs) Um, Anyways, enjoy this story. It's going to be a good one. stranger welcome to love a stranger podcast where we chat chill and get to know those around us i'm your host shalise afua and i'm sitting here with jenny day she's a great friend of mine and we actually did record this podcast as like a practice before and i was gonna post it but the audio wasn't working so we're here we're back and it's gonna be fun yes we'll just know what we did wrong last time and (laughs) be better this time yeah so the reason why I wanted you on my podcast was because you're awesome well thanks but also (laughs) your childhood and upbringing is so so interesting to me and interesting to a lot of people around us so I kind of just want to dive deep into that and your I life. I'm an open book, so you can ask me whatever you want. Yes, it is very interesting. So you can pick away at my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it then. Where are you from? So I am from Montana. I grew up, it's 
this little town about an hour outside of Missoula, Montana. And I grew up in a cabin in the woods. And we were about an hour away from town in the middle of nowhere. No civilization, no electricity, (laughs) no phone service, no TV, no internet. And what else didn't we have? (laughs) Basically off the grid. Right. Yeah. No neighbors. Just this little cabin on 600 acres of land. Wow. 600 acres? Yeah. We had our own mountain, basically. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys owned that whole 600 acres. Yeah. Dang. It was wild. That was our backyard. (laughs) It was crazy. We didn't go really, we didn't venture very far from that either. We kind of stayed home a lot. Yeah. So how many siblings did you grow up with in the house and how how many siblings do you have? So I have a total of 20 siblings, which is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad was the father of all 20, but they're mixed Um, so my mom and dad have, they had 11 children and then my dad had, I don't even know the number sometimes he had five with another woman. He had one with another one, one with another one, one with another, (laughs) but my mom and dad had 11 and there was no twins. Um, wow. Growing up for me, uh, there were 10 in the cabin. So there were 10 of us. Plus our parents. Okay. And about a four bedroom, one bathroom, small cabin. Four bedrooms and one bathroom. Well, we made like this closet, another bedroom. So I guess five bedrooms. The baby in the the closet. But it was literally like a closet with no door. And two of us had to sleep. Oh my, were you one of them? I was one of them for at a time. (laughs) Like we leveled up on the bedrooms whenever we got older. Mm -hmm. So I had basically almost every single bedroom in the house. Just depending on the age I was at. Yep. Wow. I always had to share it. So I never had my own bedroom. It was always shared with my sister. Okay. So, and one bathroom, like one how bathroom. the heck that was tricky. did that happen <laughs> that and work? Like, I don't, yes. did the boys just go outside? The boys went outside and the girls basically <laughs> had the bedroom or the bathroom. And then, yeah, when it came down to shower time, we just had to like hurry up and call. Like, I gotta go first. Oh my gosh. Just wait in line. <laughs> That is so interesting. There's so much to dissect here. So I'm going to try to like start from the beginning of your life and then just kind of breeze through, flow through it. So you lived in the cabin with 10 siblings. Did you see your parents often? Yeah, my parents were around. um, So my mom and dad actually got divorced when I was three. So... She would visit us once a month and we'd go see her and for the weekend once a month. And Mm -hmm. then I grew up with my stepmom and my dad, which they had their own bedroom in the house. We saw them. My stepmom worked quite a bit. And then my dad kind of, he did like odd ends jobs. Like he'd buy old cars, resell them, just random type of jobs. So he was like there and then he'd go into town and then he'd come like... It was just kind of all over. And then it was usually our siblings that are babysitting us during the daytime when Mm -hmm. our parents were off to work. Okay. So it was like we were raised by our parents and our siblings. Yeah. Yeah. You and 
big families like that, I feel like the siblings take on a role yes. of parenthood. So kind I feel of. bad for the old lady. Yeah. <laughs> she had a lot on her plate. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So did you know that there was like an outside society? Like, were you able to watch movies and kind of like know? So we did know because we'd get to go to town which was like a treat for us to like <laughs> go to town and we'd load up most of the kids in this like giant suburban. <laughs> Everyone would stare at us as we go into town yeah. and point at us and be like, well, look, mom, look at all those kids. So <laughs> it was still a treat for us. So we'd get to go to town all the time to like do our laundry because we didn't have a washer and dryer. Oh, okay. And so we'd have to go to laundromat and we did that like once a month and we'd there'd be a lot of laundry. Yeah. (laughs) We'd go to the grocery store and just like run errands. And that was like the highlight of our, I (laughs) bet it was like maybe (laughs) once a month we'd go into town. Oh my gosh. So, so we did know there's a civilization. We were homeschooled all the way up until high school. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have a whole lot of friends until high school. So that part was a little rough Mm -hmm. and tricky, but yeah, I feel like we knew about electricity. Yeah. We just knew we didn't have it because we were so far in the mountains that my dad tried to get it, but it, we were too far into the mountains that it wasn't able to. Dang. So we had like running water. We yeah. had a toilet. And hot water. We had hot water. We had like this propane tank. So when it ran our like stove to like cook. And then we had a generator to where if we wanted to watch movies, we just had to start a generator and it would run our TV. Okay. So it was also a treat to watch a movie because we're like, hey, can we start the generator and <laughs> yeah. watch a movie? Oh my and gosh. So you have to work for that stuff. Yes. Where I'm <laughs> so just I'm like, like yeah. <laughs> click. <laughs> and then if we wanted to watch a scary movie, it, we would watch it at night and then we'd make sure we weren't the ones to have to go and turn off the generator or turn it on because we had to like, it was like clear across, it was probably like 200 yards from our house. Just so we wouldn't hear the generator. Mm. And we'd have to like go through these like dark woods to like turn off the generator. (laughs) Right after a scary movie. You don't want to be the one to do it. Yes. I was the one to do it a few times. And it was terrifying. Did you have a flashlight at least? So we had a flashlight and then I would just book it, hurry up and turn it off and then book it back. And then every time we'd book it back, like our siblings were. They were mean, but <laughs> they'd <laughs> what be else hiding. Are you gonna do in the middle of night? And they would jump out and scare me, like right before getting into the house, as you're already so scared. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, don't watch scary movies up in a cabin in the woods. I honestly am not a fan of scary movies. I Anyways, hate them now. I have such a sensitive soul with yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't like them now. I used to like them when I was younger. Really, and they wouldn't really scare me that much, but now I hate them. Yeah, yeah. I I can't watch scary movies i can't either so what would you do i mean those little spurts of like society and stuff were awesome but what would you do besides that because those were only like here and there kind of things they were pretty rare because like we didn't do a whole lot in town just because it costs so much money to like take that many kids to do like a activity Mm -hmm. so our whole childhood was either working or just playing in the woods. Like we would build huts 
and tree houses <laughs> and play with sticks and rocks and pretend they're <laughs> people or <laughs> make chickens hit, get hypnotized. <laughs> yes, hypnotized chickens. And <laughs> we have to explain that we, one after. Yes. <laughs> we had a lot of animals and so we would play with the animals. We had a garden. We had like a lot of chores. So I feel like we were working a ton mm. and then we would just basically do lots of hikes. We had built so many huts and tree houses that if we'd go up there they're just they're all over <laughs> the land that's amazing you yes. should take me there someday i, I would love nor <laughs> would love it we try to go back every year now and it's so fun just to see like my kids just run around wild because it's just open land oh, that's so fun it's magical there's something now. so magical about that yeah it's but yeah once you when you're a kid it's great because you're just playing outside all day long until the sun goes down that's but then so once nice. you get to like 16 you get bored because yeah. you're like okay i want a social life i want a job so mm. then it does get boring and, and you want to go to high school and you want to go to school and all the school activities mm -hmm. and all the fun like activities with your friends but then it gets a little bit harder. Yeah. You know, like you have to drive an hour and an oh, hour yeah. back and it adds up with gas. That is wild. One hour away from civilization. Yep. So before we move on to like high school and stuff, yeah. like what was a memory that you can think of? Like a couple memories from your childhood that you can think of. Do at you want to know the real crazy ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want all the crazy, <laughs> all the crazy ones. <laughs> Like, so, tell me about your childhood. I think the one that I think I've told some of my friends that they just think is just insane. So we had, like, a bunch of goats. So we had probably, like, over 30 goats, and they would just roam wild on our property, mm -hmm. and they just knew that our house was their home so they'd come back whenever oh, they're nice. done grazing in the mountains <laughs> goats are smart i know <laughs> who knew but we had this problem where we had a mountain lion start eating off our goats oh shoot so we just took it into our own hands <laughs> and who was we <laughs> Mainly my brothers, but I was there just to observe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we had, we wanted to like kill this mountain lion that was killing all of our animals. And so my brothers had this idea, if they're killing these goats, let's put a goat and tie it to a tree and wait <laughs> for the mountain lion. <laughs> Yes, it's pretty messed up. I had no part of this. You're like baiting. We literally line. baited the mountain lion. And it came around and we were just watching from our house and had the window open. They had the rifle out the window. Oh my God. Pointing at the mountain lion, waiting for their shot so they wouldn't hurt the goat. And the mountain lion, I swear it knew what was going on because it just like went behind the goat and just stood there forever. Mm. And then it wasn't attacking the goat. Nothing. Stood there forever. He couldn't get a shot and it ran off. Oh, so smart. Yeah, we it didn't get exactly. it. But then another time with another mountain lion, we, me and my sister, we heard like the dogs barking like crazy. And we're like, you know what? Let's go investigate. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What could be out in the woods that the dogs would be barking at? Let's... We were idiots. So <laughs> we went to investigate what the dogs were barking at. We were walking, walking, and we see this mountain lion just perched up on this little hill, probably like a hundred yards from us, not far. It was oh. just like crouched down so we could barely see it. 
And then as soon as it sees us, it just launches and runs towards us. That's so creepy. Luckily, we had a dog right by us and it was trained for those type of things. Mm. And it went after the mountain lion and nipped at it and the mountain lion ran away. But the funniest part of that story, me and my sister, like we were all trained, like if we had like any encounter with a bear or a mountain lion, you know, what? those things you just have to have training on when you're living in the woods. <laughs> so <laughs> my training was just be faster than the other person. Right. But we were trained just like, you're not supposed to run for mountain lions because if they're you're running, they want to like run after you and attack you. They want the prey that's moving. Right. And if you're standing still, they most of the time they won't attack. Sometimes if they're real really? hungry. So my sister was like, okay, stand still, don't move to me as I'm booking into the house. <laughs> like, peace out. And she looks over and I'm like already halfway to the house. Freaks out and starts running after me, and that's when the mountain lion booked it towards us. So, oh my god! I would have just listened to her. I think that would have been so. But yeah, freaky. and also How if we didn't have you? a dog, we would have been mountain lion poop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing for those dogs. Mountain lion poop. Yes, that's so like funny. it would have for sure gotten us. And you were how old? I think I was like ten. Wow. So definitely not fast enough <laughs> to make it home. I'm glad you're safe yes. and here with us right now. My Trained on like what to do with the bear though. Like what was yeah. your training there? I'm I'm it's, curious for myself. <laughs> in case you ever run into it. Yeah. That one's still like stay still. And if it does like you get into like the fetal position and like put your arms and stuff over your ears and mm. throw and you just curl up into a ball. Mm. Yeah. You just don't run. Does it matter if it's a black bear if or it's a brown bl- okay, bear? Okay, so if it's a black bear, you want to be big and make lots of noise, and it usually runs away. Okay. Black bears are usually scared of you. We've ran into so many black bears and really? stuff. Yeah, throughout our life up there, hmm. and they usually just run away. Okay. Grizzly bears, don't try to scare them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like that's a brown bear, right? Or is a grizzly different than a brown bear? <laughs> so yeah, the black bears, they can be brown or black uh-huh. colored. Um, grizzly bears are just way Big. bigger. And okay. then they have like that little hump on their back. Mm. They're, oh, they're yeah. massive. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you've seen one of those? Yes. Luckily, I haven't like ran into it face to face. It was just like on a different hill from like oh, a distance. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Jeez. So it didn't really. That's insane. Us. Yes. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Like a yeah. whole different childhood than what I had. A little bit different. <laughs> yes. Lots Definitely different. Did different things than most kids did. Yeah. So. That's so cool yeah. though. Don't really relate to most people. <laughs> yeah. I love it though. Yeah. It's like a movie. It's fun. I'm like, they're fun stories to tell, but then people are like, are you being serious? Like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> should you, are you normal? Should you be locked up by now? <laughs> no, it was great. I loved it. Oh, that's good. But then, yeah, after a certain age, you just, you kind of get over it. Yeah. I feel like that builds your character for life almost to like yeah. be in society. But you got to scrape your knees quite a bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Surprised um, we all made it out alive, honestly. Yeah, huh? Because 
Yeah, we weren't watched like super carefully. So we just roamed the mountains when we were so young without adult supervision. Wow. So I don't know how, but you know, we all, we all made it out. <laughs> you guys so. are all here. <laughs> all so here. what's another fun memory that you can think of? We'll, um, we'll do like two more. So I was I born really at my house oh, in yes. the cabin. Um, in the middle of the night. So imagine having to give birth in the middle of night when you don't have electricity. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And you only have flashlights. <laughs> so we literally had just had flashlights. My dad had a little bit of training on midwifery and he delivered me in the bathroom. <laughs> my mom like in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> In front of, oh like, gosh. a lot of the siblings were there to help and just, like, hand towels and, like, do all this stuff. But, like, yeah, I was born in that cabin. Wow. Which is crazy. Like, my birth story, my mom went into labor, like, two weeks before I was born. Dilated to a seven. If you For mom, two weeks? Like, moms know what that means. <laughs> For two weeks, the labor stopped. And then she went back into labor when I was born because my dad had this premonition that i was going to be born on his birthday and, and i was were. born on his birthday that is wild like right when my mom got pregnant he's like okay it's gonna be a girl she's gonna be born on my birthday and her name's gonna be jenny oh and wow he was really intuitive yeah, it was weird wow and i think that's why he told me that i was his favorite child which <laughs> you're not supposed to tell your children that he told you that that's awesome oh that's sweet yeah Probably because I was born on his birthday. I'm yeah. Like, trying to think of other ones that are fun. There's one of my older siblings that they always tell that is hilarious. <laughs> to hear this. And I am just like so glad that I wasn't in that like, uh, I guess, era where they lived. Because during when my dad was building the house. Oh, he built so it? So he built the cabin what? that we lived in. <laughs> I did not know that. And Your while dad. he was building it, luckily I wasn't born then. They had to live in a teepee. So like a legit teepee. So you what? thought the no electricity was bad, but while he was building it, it took him three years to build. And they lived in a teepee for They lived three in a years. teepee. Luckily, like during the winters, they stayed at like the grandparents' house. But during the summers, they had to stay in this teepee with five children, mm. one teepee, and their bathroom was a honey bucket. So, you know, the porta potty system that's called a honey bucket? I think they stole it from them. <laughs> they actually started that company. They started that company. <laughs> But it, they literally had to use like a bucket with a lid as their bathroom. Wow. And my siblings, older siblings, were in charge of taking the honey bucket out to the woods, digging a hole and dumping it. This is gross. I'm sorry. This is too nasty. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> ah, maybe this wasn't a good memory to share. <laughs> anyway. No, this is, I love all of it. Like, so my sister. Crazy. As she, it was her turn to do it. She went to go dump it. And, okay, I don't want to get into it. Too, I don't want to gross people out too much. So Did I it spill on her? It tipped all over her. Like, all down her whole entire front. And, let, like, we didn't have, they didn't have showers or baths because they lived in a teepee in the woods. Right. So, 
the only way to bathe her themselves during that time was in the creek. So she literally had to go to the creek, get like soap, <laughs> just lather down, <laughs> pour it, and thing. jump in the cold <laughs> river. <laughs> oh my! And this is your older sister. Yeah. So wow. I'm just, I'm just grateful I did that. <laughs> go through the honey bucket. Thing. Okay. My question is why? Like, why did your I asked parents, that question too. Like put you guys in. Not yeah. that it's like a bad no, thing. I think, I think it, it's great to live yeah. off the grid. Now that I'm a parent, I'm like, you know what? They they were smart to do that. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much evil in the world. There that is. My dad's main reason was basically protecting us like mm. from the outside world, from evil, from all the temptation. He had, he was a religious man. We didn't like, uh, um grow up with a specific religion but he was a religious man mm-hmm. and he had this i guess vision from god telling him move up here take your kids raise your kids this way and off the grid and homeschool them wow and so he followed it and here we are he lived in that cabin i think it was like is it over 20 years Oh my cabin. gosh. So how old was he when he decided to move into like that kind of environment? Because he must have yeah. lived in society. They did, yeah. Okay. So when he got married, him and my mom had, I think it was like five kids. And then that's when they moved up there. Okay. So it was like the fifth kid in and then he oh, was okay. like, okay, let's move up here. So they lived in like... Logan for a little bit and I think Pinesdale. I got to live there from birth until I was 16. Story. Back on it with like more of a fondness now. Mm-hmm. Some of my siblings have like a better kind of feeling towards it. Yeah. But now I just feel like it kind of shaped me for, to who I am. And for I feel sure. like it taught me a lot of lessons that most people don't get to learn. No, it's so true. Yes. So I'm like, I'm grateful for it. But I'm like, would I ever go back to it? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Not that severe. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love having land, but I'm like, I would never <laughs> go that severe. <laughs> yeah. So you ended up moving out of that environment. And yep. How old were you? So I was 16. So I started high school at 14. And then I went to high school two years in what it was called French town. It was just this little teeny tiny town with very small school. And then I, as soon as I started high school, I was like, I know I don't want to stay here. I'm like, it's not really the place for me. I wanted bigger, better things. And so I just was begging my dad. I'm like, can I leave the house? (laughs) So I started begging him at 14 (laughs) and I was like, I'm ready to go. And I had a sister that lived in St. George and she said that we could come live with her if we wanted to. So at 14, I begged him and begged him. He's like, no, like, you're too young. Like, you have to stay here. And then finally, he let me at 16. So me and my sister, that's just two years older than me, we both moved and lived with my sister in St. George, finished out high school there. And then once we graduated high school, went off to college together. When you ended up going in a different kind of environment in high school and stuff. Were you like a weird kid? Like, were you socially awkward? (laughs) I feel like you're not though. Like, Okay. The first year 
was so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad no one that I know now knew me then. Really? Were you yeah. like... I was so shy because we, like, did not have any friends. Right. You guys up. just had Our your siblings. Our first friend, like, that wasn't a sibling, I think I was 13 years old. And how did you meet that person? They were family friends with my dad, and they had kids our age. Okay. And so we ended up being friends with them, and they ended up being, like, good, close friends. Okay. And then we'd meet friends, like, different activities that we'd go to, and then... But, like, my first friend was, like, I was 13. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that wasn't related to me. That is wild. Because we had, like, cousins and lots of siblings, so we still had people to talk to. Mm. But then my first year in public school I was just so shy so quiet just kept to myself did my homework and just focused on school and then finally started making friends starting to get used to it and then by sophomore year I feel like I was pretty good and social and had lots of friends and then when I did the move to St. George it was a way bigger school Mm. way more people so I feel like it took me a minute to get used to as well yeah make more friends make new friends and then by senior year I feel like I had a lot of friends and fit in that's good yeah I wasn't like (laughs) one of those people that you could spot out of the crowd (laughs) I blended that's good (laughs) so now that you've lived in both the secluded off the grid life and in the midst of society what something that you like from each of those experiences I feel like I am a huge social butterfly so I love the social aspect of living in society (laughs) yeah and I love like just the convenience of society Love, it is convenient, yeah. I love flipping on a switch and the light comes on. <laughs> it's very magical. The convenience is very nice. Heating things in a microwave yeah. is great. <laughs> Having a freezer to have ice cream is great. Multiple bathrooms. Multiple bathrooms. And yeah, all those things are amazing. I feel like off the grid, I loved like just the simplicity of life Mm -hmm. and like having a slower life focusing on like just quality time with your family yeah and hard work like learning how to work hard Mm -hmm. I feel like is something that I really am grateful for the way I grew up because we did so we had a wood-burning stove Mm -hmm. and that's how we had heat during the winter so during the summers we had to do a ton of firewood Mm -hmm. and Like prepare for winter? basically prepare for winter. And we were chopping wood, stacking wood all day long, Mm. days, like weeks actually (laughs) at a time. That was like, I think like we had to do that for weeks to prepare for winter. And it was just chopping wood and stacking wood. We hated it, but it it taught us how to work hard. And then we had this giant garden where we grew a lot of our own like vegetables, so we had to weed the garden and water the garden, prepare the vegetables. We had greenhouses that we had to take care of. And then we had all these animals that we had to take care of. So I feel like just being able just to work hard taught me a lot. Yeah. And then just the appreciation for like nature. Yeah. I feel like I really like. Yeah. I feel it. like that would connect you to nature yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Because I still have that like <coughs> deep bondness of nature, just like whenever I'm in nature, you just like, you just feel grounded and just mm-hmm. closer to God and just, I love it. Yeah, I 
I feel like I kind of lacked that in my childhood. We mm-hmm. would go out and hike and we would go to Lake Powell and go boating and go camping here and there. But I don't know. I feel like there's something in society that we lack. I was listening to a different podcast and there's this guy who goes out into the Amazon mm-hmm. and he studies the animals there and I could not stop listening to it. That's cool. Like he just was talking about all like how connected we are to animals and the trees around us, like the earth, the soil, mm-hmm. everything. It's That's all here true. for a purpose. And I wish that we were more connected Involved with it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like now it's like when we get into nature, it's like, Let's go to a park. Mm-hmm. Like that's not nature. Right. <laughs> now that I have kids, I really want to get my kids hiking more and just like involved with actual nature. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, like kids thrive just being outside. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They don't need the fancy toys. If you just bring them outside, they will play with rocks and sticks all day in the water. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And that's basically what we had. Yeah. And I'm like, I want more of that for my kids rather than just all these fancy toys and being inside and TV and all yeah. that stuff. So, so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so sure. I want that too. to have that. That's why winter <laughs> sucks. I <laughs> know. <laughs> we hate winter. I know. Like, <laughs> We're always so depressed. I need <laughs> winter home where it's warm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's hard that. not to get outside all the time. It is. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to go hiking and stuff, but me too. So, After high school and stuff, you went to college. Mm -hmm. What did you study in college and what college did you go to? So I went to UVU and I got my associates there. And then I did the program for physical therapy assisting at Slick. And then I graduated and became a PTA. So once I graduated, I did home health. So whenever someone would have a surgery or like any type of physical therapy need, mm-hmm. I'd go to their house and do physical therapy for them. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was fun. I did that for like two years and I loved it. And then I moved on to photography, which has been a great journey and I'm still doing that now. Yes. And you are amazing at what you do. You're an awesome business owner that I look up to. Oh, you're so sweet. I look up to you too. So oh, thank <laughs> you. I feel like there's so much I need to learn still. You meet your husband in in college? Yes. So okay. we met in college. I was going to UVU and we just met through a mutual friend. And then we didn't hit it off right at the beginning. I thought he was super cute, but I was just very closed off to relationships. I was like, I'm not like having a relationship right now I'm going to school and just did not want to have a relationship right he was very persistent when I very first saw him I was like okay he is so cute but I never I was still stuck like I'm not having a relationship I was only 19 when I met him so I was like super young I had this whole life plan (laughs) and I was like no boy is gonna mess up with him yeah (laughs) so yeah we met we we're friends for a little while and then we started dating and then I convinced him to come to UVU. He was going to Utah University at the time. Okay. And then he transferred to UVU. We went to college together for a little bit while we were dating and then I transferred to Slick. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, well, now my program's here. 
So he had to stay at UVU and finish his school <laughs> there. He's like, I'm not transferring again. That's so funny. Salt Lake Community College is so underrated. It is. It's, and it's so cheap it's and so you cheap. get the same yeah. degree. Because there was only three PTA programs in the whole state. And most of them were like crazy expensive. And I'm like, okay, I can go to Slick yeah. and get it for a fraction of the price exactly. and still get, graduate with so the smart. same thing. So smart. Yes. Community college, guys. That's right. <laughs> How young were you guys when you got married? I was 20. 20, so a year after. And that was way before I wanted to get married because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be one of those Utah girls <laughs> that gets married super young. Okay, the there's no offense to them. I'm like, yeah. it's great. <laughs> but I was like, I... I'm going to be at least 23. That was like my minimum age. Right. But he just had other plans. He had other plans. <laughs> and I think there were other plans in my life that I was just very just stubborn to. Yeah. And then once I realized, I'm like, okay, he's the one. So we dated for like a year and then we got married. I was 20. Nice. Mm -hmm. You guys are so cute. Thanks. And you guys have how many children? We have two kids. We have a Three and a half year old little girl and a one year old little girl. So cute. So two little girls that keep us busy. Yeah. It is. They're really wild. Busy. <laughs> yes. I'm sure two girls it oh. is wild. It's like so lots much, of emotions. So much sass in that household. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Austin. <laughs> yes. He was born with just boy siblings. Like, no. So he had just two brothers. So his whole household was just boys. And now. His whole household is girls. How does he feel about that? And how does he feel about your upbringing? Like, it, does he find it, it fascinating? fascinating. Or is he like, what? I think it was a culture shock when we first brought him up to the house. And he realized just how far out we lived. And he's like, okay, when you explained it, this is not what I pictured. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to do a field trip. I know. Like that all the girls. So fun. That would be a fun girls, girls trip. Girls trip, yeah. yes. And you can I'm teach down. us all your tips. Just show you <laughs> All your around. skills. All the skills, <laughs> yeah. That's... But yeah, and then the first, we got engaged and then he came up to like our family Thanksgiving. So imagine like I have 20 siblings and we all did Thanksgiving well, not all 20 of us, but a lot of us went to that cabin for Thanksgiving and this teeny little cabin filled with so many people. <laughs> and the kids too. All the and kids. all their kids. <laughs> so oh it was God. a madhouse. I think we counted on how many people were there and I think it was close to 40. Wow. In this little cabin. It like shocks me that your dad built that. Yeah. Him and two of the siblings that were like 10 years old. My dad actually passed away two years ago. Um, and then my mom, she just kind of, she's like a little gypsy and just kind of goes wherever, <laughs> wherever the wind takes her. Yeah. So we don't see her too often. Stepmom ended up after my dad passed she moved into town so now she has a house in town hmm. now no one actually really lives up in the cabin anymore wow so it's just yep. a vacant it's just an empty house so you have two kids now and you're raising them in a whole different way than you were raised mm -hmm. are there some things that you're kind of like wanting to implement in your parenthood now yes for sure we finally got a house where we can have a garden and I want chickens and like maybe a, bu a bunny. Oh, we were yes. obsessed with bunnies growing up. 
me and my sister that was like our favorite pet so mm-hmm. we had like 35 bunnies at one time so I, i'm not gonna get 35 yes did they like have we a bunch obsessed. of babies or something yes bunnies breed like crazy oh my i've heard that and actually we just at one point just thought it was a fun game to so i don't want that many but i do want like a bunny and a few chickens and like a big garden and have my girls like help me in the garden and collect chicken eggs. Mm-hmm. My husband's not super fond of the chicken idea. He's going to find it convenient. Yeah, he'll come around to it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about like homeschooling, but I'm like, I it's, I don't know if I will or not. It's kind of up in there, but yeah. Cause I feel like if you find the right school, I feel like public schools have a really good system. For if sure. you find the right one, I feel like. Yeah, or even private schools. And private schools, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause my daughter goes to a private school. It's mm-hmm. really, really nice. I found that, cause I was actually thinking about homeschooling mm-hmm. too, cause I personally don't feel like the school system, the yeah, education system. Yeah, cause there is a lot of weird like, stuff in the yeah. school system. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. Like have it to, would like, be really nice to like, it kind of pick out what you your kids are learning mm-hmm. and what they're not yeah um but yeah if you find a good private school i feel like mm-hmm. it might yeah. be nice and for the kids to have yeah, some kind of social need the social aspect yeah i for sure want them to have that social aspect because that part i really didn't like about growing up is not having the social aspect mm-hmm. because i feel like a lot of us had that built-in social awkwardness because mm-hmm. we weren't around people a lot it took me years and years and years to kind of get over that social awkwardness and yeah. it still comes out here and there. And I hate that. That's like my least favorite thing about myself. Is <laughs> what, that like, what, what environments I feel would like it it's take just, to get that? If I'm around like really socially awkward people, okay. it, I like it feeds, I just feed off of other mm. people's energy. And so when I am around a socially awkward person, it brings it right out of me. Yeah. And I, just don't like it at all tweaking (laughs) no ptsd (laughs) dang yeah so that's one thing i really want my kids to have like friends and people Mm -hmm. i just feel like people just shape who you are yeah and if they're not around people it's i don't know you have to really pick the right people to be around obviously but like right yeah i'm like people are important (laughs) they are i actually relate to that too in Mm -hmm. like a different kind of way because here in Utah, it's very Mormon culture, you know, like you get you get raised in the church and you're around these people that are the same age as you your whole life, mm-hmm. from what I hear. Yeah. And, you know, you go to junior high and you're like, oh, hey, so-and-so, like I go to church with you. I've known you since I was super young, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people know each other in like a community. Yeah. I feel like since I didn't, get I wasn't raised in that kind of environment I feel like I had that kind of lack of like social Mm, just that community opportunities yeah because I I did have kind of a smaller family like we didn't have a ton of cousins but we were super close to our cousins so like that was kind of like the only opportunity that I really got Mm. to like really be social and stuff for like no one really knew me in junior Mm -hmm. high or high school like I kind of had to like make a name for myself or just like play sports you know yeah so because you were into a lot of sports Mm -hmm. so that was probably a good way to like make friends yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's literally the way I made friends was through sports and Mm -hmm. stuff but 
yeah, I did like go to daycare and all that, but yeah. I don't know. There was something different about like how everybody knew each other. I felt mm-hmm. like kind of alienated in that way. So like I could only imagine how you felt. Yes, <laughs> definitely felt like an outsider. Yeah, well, I feel like you perfected it because I've never felt awkward around oh, you. Well, but maybe good. it's because we're Because you're not like, <laughs> socially awkward. Yeah, <laughs> we both feed off of like social Yes, because now I'm like an extrovert, which I used to be like so introverted. Like I was so shy and quiet that I would... I wouldn't even say a word like all day long. I was so shy. I could not imagine that. Yeah. I was known as like the quiet Jenny that sat in the corner. Oh, (laughs) cute. (laughs) With your bunnies. You with my bunnies. (laughs) But now I'm like, I want to meet people. I want to get to know people. I like want to be friends with everyone. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, you're in the perfect career. Yes. So I love photography. I'm like, it opens up that door just to like get to know so many people. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's what got you into photography? Um, basically the typical story of my husband got a camera <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> it's always for Christmas. It's huh? always <laughs> the DSLR. I, yes, a DSLR <laughs> for Christmas. And I just wanted it as like a fun thing to do because I'm like it I was always interested in growing up because my sister did photography, my older sister. Mm-hmm. And I just was always intrigued by it. So I was like Hey, can I have a camera? So I got the camera, was just playing around with it, just taking pictures here and there. Mm -hmm. And then people started hiring me. I'm like, okay, I guess people can pay for this. I can do this. (laughs) So I started just doing it on the side while I was going to college. And then once I graduated, I kind of did a little bit more and the snowball just kept rolling and rolling and ended up taking over to where I ended up quitting my PTA job because it ended up making more in photography and it was taking more of my time. So I quit the PTA and and it was right when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. So it was perfect timing to where I just dove all in into photography. And now it's the perfect mom job. It really is. And like (laughs) nights where my husband's off. So we kind of just balance each other out. That's so cool. See each other when we can. <laughs> it's just that season of yes. life, you know, like it's busy. Yeah. So I but work that's weekends so cool. and he's off weekends. And then, yep, when he's off, I'm at work. When I'm at work, he's off. Yeah. Just tag so teaming. Just, yep. <laughs> like I said, I love your work and everything. I feel like. Like I can see that hard work implemented in your business. Like you're always working oh. so hard and. Yeah, I really admire that about you. What's one thing (laughs) that you would say, like, for a new photographer, like, what's one tip that you would give them? I would say, like, don't give up because I feel like the first year just slaps you in the face Mm -hmm. and be like, yeah, this isn't ever going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to, like, make it (laughs) because it is, yeah, you just have to be so consistent and, like put forth the work and try everything like practice, practice, practice. I know everyone says that, but just like practice in every lighting situation and find what you love, Mm -hmm. like find the thing that you love. Yeah. And that will drive you more than just going for what, where the money is. Yeah, for sure. So it's more of just like 
testing out everything and seeing what tickles your fancy <laughs> and going with that. I've never li- liked that. I don't know. Tickle your fancy. Like, you don't like that word? <laughs> I don't like that. Make you a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, like a hat. Yes. So funny. Or Please do. Yeah. I'm like that. Maybe that should be the title of no, this podcast. No. Tickle your fancy with Jenny so- Day. <laughs> They're going to think it's a different kind of podcast. (laughs) 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 R-rated. Explicit Explicit. podcast episode. Yeah. Um, So I think now would be the perfect time to do a truth or dare. Maybe a couple of truth or dares. Um, So first off, truth or dare? uh, Truth. Okay. Oh, I feel like this would go really good with... What we've been talking about. What is your most embarrassing moment? I'm trying to think. Because I actually... So my sister has had so many embarrassing moments. <laughs> really? And I've hardly had any. So I'm like trying to think of one that's like actually embarrassing. Because I can never top hers. <laughs> I kind of want to hear hers too. I don't want to share her dirt. <laughs> She's going to be like, Jenny? She's like, why would you say that? <laughs> I don't want to get her in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame her. Um, I'm trying to think of mine. I don't even know. Really? Like, I can't even think of like a super embarrassing moment. Maybe you're not easily embarrassed. I'm not, but... Back then I was. Mm. I think there was this one time I my sis, older sister came in to visit and we were all so excited to see her and because we hadn't seen her in a long time. And whenever she came, she'd always bring us these gifts. And I was probably like eight or nine years old where you get embarrassed super easily. Mm. And she came and I was like running down the stairs to come see her. I tripped and just completely ate it like so hard. And then I went to get up and there's like this gate on our stairs. So like babies wouldn't crawl up Uh the stairs. And I went to crawl over the gate and I tripped. Uh, And like my legs went in the (laughs) dream. And I just got... (laughs) Oh my God. I don't even know what it's called, but like it hurt so bad. Pretty embarrassing. And I was just curled up crying, and then my excitement <laughs> to see her kind of wore off. After. You're like, I'm going back I'm to like, my and room. I'm just gonna go upstairs and hide. I'm going back to my closet. <laughs> yep. I'm going back to my closet. Yes. Oh so that was gosh. embarrassing. Not that only did I trip, and then I tried to recover, ate it again. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. I can tell mine too. I feel like I've had many embarrassing moments. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, some people, I think it just happens more yeah. often. So it was junior high. I started my period when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. I was in like fifth grade. I was still trying to figure out like my flow because mm-hmm. I had, I feel like I still do kind of, but I had like really heavy periods. So mm-hmm. I never really knew like how much I had to protect yeah. my, my coochie. <laughs> and so um, I 
didn't know that I was going to start my period one day in junior high and I wore white pants. I decided to wear white pants that oh, day dang. and I started my period, didn't have anything in my backpack and I like had no idea that I started my period mm-hmm. and there was this guy who had like a big crush on me and he like came up to me and he was like, surely so he like whispered in my ear. He's like, you have blood all over your butt, like all over. No. And I went in the bathroom. Out of all the people to tell you. Yeah. I like went in the bathroom and I looked and it was like my whole butt was just oh, red. It was white pants. My like, gosh. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Okay. I still am scared to wear white pants. Even if I know I'm not on my Never period. wore white pants <laughs> yeah. ever again. Probably one of my most embarrassing moments. That's, yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You top mine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> falling. <laughs> I have a lot of embarrassing moments yes. with falling too, but. Oh. Those yeah. period stories, man. Like they Women have it hard. We really do. Like yeah. in school, I was thinking about it the other day, like in school, our poor daughters and stuff like have to suffer the same way we did. Yes. It's it hard. sucks. Yeah. But do you want to do another one? Sure. Truth or dare? Do you want to do a dare? Yeah. Oh, I dare you to shout someone out on this podcast and say why they are so special to you. I feel like this past year, I kind of met like my soul sister that was not related to me. I feel like it was really hard for me to like connect with people. And I feel like this year I've connected with more people than I've ever have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ashley... I feel like me and her just really connected and feel like sisters now. And we even got to go on like a Europe trip together my first time out of the country. And I feel like she's one of those people that is just like super genuinely kind. And me and her like are so similar that it's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we just like connected really like on a deep level that I feel like was hard for me to like connect with people. So yeah. Shout out to Ashley. Shout out Ashley. I seriously like every time I'm in her presence, she just like gives off this kind light. Yeah. Like truly just, just so genuinely pure. kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. We love you, Ashley. I would shout you out, but you were sitting right across from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this yes. is for other people. Yeah. But yeah, we do love Ashley. And I've loved hearing your story again i feel like we even like dove into different topics still learn too, more so. things <laughs> yeah i'm still my learning. whole life i'll like, yes. be learning about you yeah um how would you describe yourself in like one word um i would say like down to earth as corny as that sounds because <laughs> literally i grew up i mean in from the earth basically <laughs> like i am the like, earth <laughs> yes around nature so i just feel like i'm pretty down to earth and I don't care that much about like the superficial things. Yeah. Yeah. I can 100% agree that you definitely are down to earth. (laughs) If anyone asked me one word to describe you, it'd be down to earth. Oh really? And just beautiful. Like, Oh, you're so physically, but also like just a beautiful soul. You're so so nice. Thanks. You are too. (laughs) We just start crying. (laughs) We're just like, okay, this is the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Go follow Jenny. What's your handle on Instagram? 
Jenny Pearl Photography is my photography page, which is usually the one I'm most active on. Go follow Jenny. And I hope something good happens to you today. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>